0: To find out or not to find out? That is the question. In today's episode, we talk about 10 things that you might want to consider if you're finding it hard to decide whether or not to find out the sex of your baby while you're pregnant. There's a few interesting ones to think about in there, so let's dive into it.
1: You're listening to the How to Mum
0: 101 podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Karen, Karen, And I'm Felicity. Did you find out the sex of your babies during your pregnancy?
1: No, we didn't actually. Both times we had a complete surprise. So, um, for us that really just came down to my husband really was quite strong on that one. He wanted to have a surprise because in his words there's not many more surprises in life anymore. Mm. Most things are planned out and it's such a good surprise to have. So, it was a struggle for me because I'm quite impatient and I like to know things, but I kind of resonated with him on that one so um, that's why we decided to have a surprise the first time and then the second time around we knew that we were capable of holding out <laughs> because we'd done it once Yeah, and um, I found more reasons to want to find out but we can talk to that when we get into the, the nuts and bolts of it but I was able to hold strong and have two surprises. It's pretty impressive. I, yeah, because I know you are a bit of a curious person, so that would have been a struggle. It was, it really was. But, um, but yeah, that was our, that was us. How about yourself? You've had two pregnancies.
0: Yes, we we found out the sex both times. The first time we found out at the the twenty week scan, and then the second time we found out um, using the Harmony test. So that was a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, for some reason, was a bit fixated on wanting to have girl babies. Mm-hmm. I wanted to allow myself enough time to get used to the idea. If it was going to be a boy, I just wanted to take the time during the pregnancy to come to grips with that reality before actually being just, dis- you know, instead of being disappointed when the baby actually comes out, yeah. I'd rather deal with that on my own and then be happy when the baby comes out. So that's, that's why we did it both times.
1: Yeah. Mm. And did you find that the desire to find out was stronger The first time because you didn't have either, but the second time because you already had a girl, you didn't desire it as much or...
0: Actually, the second time was probably worse because my first child was a girl and for some reason, again, I was fixated on this idea of having two Two girls girls. that were close Mm. in age because I didn't have a sister and I thought it would be nice to have a sister that they could play together um, and have similar interests. So I was more fixated on the fact that this, on on the hope that the second would be a girl. Wow. And and he wasn't. Yes. (laughs) So... I was really glad that I had all those weeks that I could then come to grips with that reality. I mean, obviously, after he was born, I could not... I'm so happy. Like, I I really got used to the idea about a month before he was born and I couldn't imagine not having a little boy.
1: Yeah. Well, I think um, that's a really good segue because today we've created a list of um, sort of 10 or 11 things to consider when you're deciding to find out or not to find out. And number one on the list was actually to avoid gender disappointment. So um, that was a really good segue into that first one. Yeah. Um, because it is, you know, the term gender disappointment is a real thing. Um, and for different reasons, people want different genders. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a good reason. For me, it was a good reason to find out. But for other people, it might actually be a reason to not find out because other people view it that... They could be, they could experience gender disappointment during pregnancy, but they feel that they might not experience it as the baby's coming out. So if they really wanted a girl and it popped out a boy, they'd just be so happy that it was a baby of any sort, that they'd avoid that gender disappointment. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You've got a healthy Mm. baby in your arms and nothing else really matters. It's, it's such a cliche, but it's so true Mm. Um, about, you know, 10 fingers, 10 toes, healthy heartbeat. So yeah, that's all that really
0: matters. Yeah, Mm. absolutely.
1: And um, as another segue, I guess the second thing that we've got on the list is actually preparing for the siblings that you might already have. So, you know, you mentioned about wanting to have the two girls, but you might also have a child that actually has a friend. This is happening for me at the moment. My little girl has little friends in childcare that have, you know, have sisters and she doesn't have a sister. Mm. So she's asking me for a sister, which I'm not pregnant, just a caveat, and I'm not having another (laughs) baby. But if I was pregnant and having another baby, you know, to find out might be a reason to find out so that you can prepare your child. Because if they're fixated on a little brother or a little sister, Mm -hmm. you can start talking to them about no mummy's having a baby, a baby boy or a baby girl. They can sort of be involved as well in the process of picking out some things for the room or helping you choose a name or, or whatever it might be, they can really, you, you know, you can embed them in the process as well. Yeah,
0: it makes it a lot more real for them to understand it's not just a baby, it's a baby girl or a baby boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah it a gives brother them or a, sister. a bit of
1: an identity as well.
0: Yeah, and the next one we had here was in terms of early bonding. So you might find as a mum or even a dad that if you know the sex of the baby while you're pregnant that that might just create that extra connection and link into that human that's growing inside you and enable you to to really imagine that person in your life and connect with them early on before you give birth
1: yeah absolutely I think that that's a big one as well particularly for fathers because as the mother you can feel the baby growing inside of you and you have that connection and that bond but for the husband to know that I'm having a son or I'm having a daughter that might that might help them with connection if they're struggling as well I mean, look, the next one which we've got there is curiosity, and that's certainly one that is, was prevalent for me, which is now that I think about it, it's quite profound that I actually didn't find out the gender.
0: Yeah, as I said, it's impressive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, particularly if you know that you're just absolutely hopeless and it's just going to eat away at you, and you might be one of those people that try all the gender prediction theories under the sun because there's so many myths mm. and um, and old wives' tales. So you, if you're just going to do your head in trying to work out all of that stuff based on some of those things... Um, you might be better off just putting yourself out of your misery and actually just finding out whether you've got a little boy or a girl in there, because forty weeks is a very long time <laughs> it is. to have something that you is available to you, but to not actually make it available. If that makes sense, yeah,
0: to refuse it. Yeah, that's a big one, and that was certainly a factor for me finding out. I need to know everything. The next one we've got is in terms of shopping and planning. So while there are a good range at the moment i think of baby products and baby clothes that are gender neutral whites and greens and yellows it can be nice to if you're that way inclined to buy a bunch of pink stuff or buy some pretty dresses or little sailor's outfits or whatever it might be whatever is appropriate and it's obviously more difficult to do that if you don't know what you're expecting
1: yeah. And also, if it is a second child, like myself, this was mm. one of my things that I was trying to get over the line. We had two years worth of girls' clothes. Yeah, I had them all bagged up, boxed up like most mums do because mm. girls' kids grow so quickly. So you've got your size four noughts and three noughts and two noughts. They cycle through quicker than you expect and you buy a lot more than you realise. You probably have hand-me-downs. So I had garbage bags and garbage bags full of girls' clothes. And I was saying to my husband, look, we can get rid of all this stuff from the spare room, create all this space. <laughs> if we find out if we're having a boy yeah. or if we're having a girl, we can keep it. So, um, yeah, there's that sort of preparation as well in terms of what you might already have at home. And, and yeah, you might have um, a pink wall or a blue wall that you, you can remove or paint depending on the decor of the room. So it's a little bit bigger than just um, thinking about buying new things for a new baby. It's actually planning around the house that you've got and the things that you've got. Um, There might be, you know, old toys and dolls or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, even though obviously gender stereotypes is a thing these days that we try and avoid, but there are some things that um, would lend themselves more to a boy or a girl that you might be able to organise your life around.
0: Yeah, definitely makes it a lot simpler if you can do those things while you're pregnant rather than waiting until you've yes. got two kids yep. or more running around the place and having to deal with a newborn. Um,
1: that said, though, once I did have a boy the second time, getting rid of those clothes that were really bagged up, ready to go. You was, did it pretty quick. I did it so quickly <laughs> because we we sort of decided we more than likely weren't having a third, so we had no use for them. So yep.
0: um,
1: it is still an idea to pack them away. Cool. Um, okay, so the next one on the list is... Um, preparing for the name so giving this giving this child a name so because there's so many names out there you might have your heart set on a certain name and and if, if you can convince your husband to agree on the same name well all the power to you but that's not usually how it goes in most households <laughs> so not only do you need to plan a first name or maybe a second name if you don't know the gender you've got to do that twice you've got to have yeah. names to go for boys and girls that you've got to agree on. So that can prove quite difficult um most people have a top two a top three maybe even a top 10 or they might just decide in the in the waiting room so um cutting down the name selection could be a good thing also on that one you might have a a family name that you've got a great aunt or an uncle or a grandfather or a father that has a middle name or a name that gets passed down through the generations. so being able to work that into your name selection um early on in the piece or manage it out if it's something that you don't, <laughs> you're not comfortable with. So um, yeah, pr- pr- preparing for the name is, is a big one. And if you can cut it down by knowing the gender, that, that might work for you as well.
0: Yeah, that was certainly a huge benefit for us because we were terrible at selecting names. So only having one list of names rather than two was a huge benefit to us because yeah, we were, we were very indecisive. And we actually had for the second one, we had a, a male name that my husband was a family name that you can't pronounce in this country. It's his own name. Oh, okay. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, w- I wasn't prepared to give that name to my son. So, at least I had a few months to um, convince him to not not use that one. Yep,
1: absolutely. It's a good point.
0: <laughs> so, the next one we have on the list is the element of surprise. So, that's the one that you were talking to earlier. And, uh, yeah, obviously. And this one is another one that can go both ways. Mm. because Yes. Because... Um, You went at it from the angle of, well, I need to be surprised when the baby comes out, or your husband wanted to have that surprise at that moment in time. But I kind of saw it from a different angle, which is that I know that I'm going to be surprised already (laughs) when the baby pops out because I don't know what they're going to look like. So regardless of whether I know already that it's going to be a girl, it's still going to be a surprise. So then I had the extra surprise during pregnancy of finding out, that it was a girl so it was just a split surprise rather than a combined surprise yeah different kind of surprise
1: yeah (laughs) yeah and I think that um that sort of leads into the next one as well which is the gender reveal parties which are quite big these days Mm. so you can have the element of surprise in a bigger forum because Mm. obviously if you don't know the gender of the baby until you're having the baby there's only a few people in the hospital room that get that real surprise Obviously, it's a little surprise as you tell your family and friends, but gender reveal parties are huge these days and just gathering momentum, really. So if you're someone that loves to plan and loves to to get on board with all, whether it's you know the cutting of the cake that's got the pink icing in the middle or popping a balloon that's got some confetti, I've seen all sorts of crazy things, people doing a burnout with their car and the, the exhaust <laughs> has like a pink or a blue smoke um you know there's a baby that's got clothing on so there's there's so many things that you could do so if if you wanted to have another party then then that's a reason to find out early um and also on that sort of the the element of surprise and the game thing the other thing that you can do is um is have a guessing game so it's you know the whole um everyone puts in two dollars or ten dollars or whatever it is to have a guess and you have to guess certain things about the baby Mm. and whoever gets it closest wins the pot of money and it's a good fun thing to do um, if you're working in an office or with a big family. One of the main pieces of information there is, is it a boy or is it a girl? So if you wanted to do that, then, you know, maybe you might want to wait as well. That's something fun that you can do as well.
0: Yeah. So another one to think about is avoiding unwanted attention from others around gender stereotypes. So often what will happen is that if you communicate to your family and friends that you're having a boy, then all the gifts and and comments that you get are around, or at least the gifts that you get are around cars and blue and all that kind of stuff. But if you don't really want to introduce that to your child right from the get-go, then it might be good to just rather keep that a secret, at least from your friends and family. And so that you just get white and grey gifts.
1: (laughs) Everything becomes very neutral. There's no, there's actually no winning thing there, is there?
0: No. Yeah. And the other part of that is just avoiding those unwanted comments about... Uh, People trying to plan your family for you. So if you have two girls in a row, then they say, oh, well, you'll have to have another one after this to get a boy. And those kind of comments that are generally pretty unwanted. Yeah, uh, so intrusive.
1: What are the other ones? Yeah, I mean, don't don't talk to me about having another baby when I've already got one in my tummy. Like, I'm quite aware, (laughs) you know. Like, just back off. Um, Or they might also start commenting on how you should be feeling in your pregnancy based on the gender of the child inside. Again, going back to those sort of myths and wives' tales that you know, oh, you must be craving sweet food or, you know, I bet you've got really bad morning sickness or whatever it is that they carry back to um, their pregnancy that they might have had. Mm. Um, So, yeah, there's a fair bit there. If you don't want to have any of those conversations, just don't find out the gender or at least don't communicate it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Good one.
1: And what else have we got here? Look, we kind of alluded to this a little bit before in the element of surprise, but to give you a little bit of an extra push to get that baby out. So if you don't find out the gender of your baby and you really are having a true gender surprise at the birth, that's your gender reveal party essentially, <laughs> um, not knowing, you know, who is this little baby inside me? Is it a little boy? Or have I got a little girl here? It might just be that extra little reason to help you push that little bit harder or break through the pain or whatever it might be that you're experiencing with however it is that you're delivering your child. It might just be that little bit of an extra incentive to, to get the job done.
0: Yeah. And, and it depends how you think about it, really, because it could it could even go the other way. If you know you're having a little girl and you're so excited about that fact, then again, it's that it's that extra reason. I can't wait to see my baby girl. Yeah, because um, yeah, pushing's hard, so <laughs> you need all the help you can get. <laughs>
1: I guess, guys, just to sort of, I guess, to round it out there, that, that even if you do decide to find out the gender of your baby, just be aware that it, it doesn't happen very often, but there is a possibility that the scans and, and tests might be wrong. So, and this did actually happen to a friend of mine where they, they were told early on that they were having a girl, which she was very excited about. She was someone that was very into pink went crazy on the pink, splashed it around everywhere, pink room, pink toys, pink clothes, and then at the next scan it was determined that it was actually a little boy. So it can happen. So if you don't want that level of disappointment or you're just something to be aware of that yeah. there is a possibility that even if you do decide to find out the gender, it might be something else that was a pretty good list i think we've covered most of most of the key ones mm-hmm. something to think about at least anyway or at least a conversation that you can have with your partner if you're really struggling to agree on whether to find out or not to find out those um i guess those top 10 things might help you have a um, have a debate, I guess, a healthy debate um, to help you decide whether or not
0: you're going to find out. Yeah, everyone's different and everyone will think about these different elements um, from varying angles. So good as some conversation starters. Thanks for listening today. We hope to see you next time. If you're loving the podcast, please subscribe or follow so that you don't miss out on future episodes. See you next time.